2: Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. Today's episode is a very special bonus episode, chatting all about one of the films premiering at Fright Fest at the end of this very month. My name is Andy Conduit-Turner, and today I'm joined by my very special guest, Irel Anthony Hales, the director of Werewolf Santa which has its world premiere at Frightfest in London, Friday, the 25th of August, 2023. Welcome.
0: How are you doing? Really good. Really excited about Frightfest, which is uh, five days away. What is it? I don't know. Really near. (laughs) At time of recording
2: and ever so slightly after for the time of you listening, unless you're listening in the distant future, we are single figures now until we get ourselves off to Frightfest. Less than a week until I get on my train from Scotland and head down south. Have you got, <laughs> have you got a long way to travel yourself? Nah, Camden Towns so are just. Oh, walking just it. Quick two to Leicester Square really. Wonderful. Well, yeah, at least you got all those home comforts as well, but um, yeah. So now is this, I know are you have been a previous Frightfest attendee, first time exhibitor. Absolutely. Have you? I know you've had a film that you were part of last year as well, right? Yeah. Last
0: year we had Midnight Peep Show, the, the, uh, Crazy film about sexual fantasies that go wrong that <laughs> that you don't want your parents to watch. Sorry, Mum and dad, I didn't write all of it. Um, they made and, him. If they're listening, <laughs> if they're listening, because sometimes I know they they watch these. I love you both. Uh, it's just the genre. Um, and then we had we had there outside. We had a film called Heckle. We had um, uh, which I wrote, and then we had a film called. Uh, Blue Moon but that didn't go there so that was at Screen Fest. um so yeah I love it and I, I always love this festival it's, it's Christmas as we know everyone says it's horror Christmas so we had to make a Christmas horror film for horror Christmas yeah. obviously you brought but a yeah.
2: Christmas movie to bring those two holidays into one
0: it's just the best event and um, you know all year round you kind of look forward to it Oh, we're we're so
2: excited to be it's our first time attending live. We've, really done, nice, we've we've done a little bit of remote stuff before. Um we've covered it for the podcast. We've um been lucky enough. Some kind marketing folks have sent us some screeners so we can catch up and talk about those movies. But this time we all went the we took the plunge and we went and we're going to appear live all three of us and we'll be around to watch as many as we can, enjoy the atmosphere, well, meet well, a lot we'll of people that we've pre-nets. spoken to. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. the end of the night. <laughs> That's that's the that's the main event, right?
0: Yeah, the karaoke party on Sunday, where Paul McAvoy goes crazy and
2: sings. Crazy. Oh, and this this is great insider knowledge, right now. Like, if tickets weren't or if passes weren't already sold out, they people should be listening to this to get on board. <laughs> oh, so let's let's before we get into Werewolf Santa, the the film of the year, let's um let's go back to you as a, a filmmaker. Where did you begin? Where did you fall in love with Horror as a genre. What what got you into filmmaking in the first place?
0: Actually, there were two two films
2: um, when I was very young. Every, a lot of people
0: cite the one of them. Uh, one of them was Ghost Watch, and I think I saw that about ten or twelve. My my math isn't great on the dates on that. Um, terrified me, and that that lit up my love of the supernatural side of things, and in the monster movie side of things, which is more werewolf center, was the movie that I think played. Because I checked the Radio Times from that year, <laughs> later that night, which was Creep Show. Yeah, and we spoke about this because you just did a thing on Creep Show too. Right. So Creep Show one with with the the Happy Birthday and the cockroaches, which were so bloody disturbing when they burst out of his ugh, his body. And yeah. I saw that as a young kid. And I thought, Wow, these movies are crazy. So you got the ghost stories, you got the uh, the monster mashup that was great with Creep Show. And those two things really left a big impression. And then weird things like garbage pail kids stickers dates me because I'm born in seventy eight. Yeah, uh, lots of weird little things like scary kids animations, um, ghost stories from the Pickwick paper, even from like the eighties. And it, yeah,
2: just stuff like that really all all sort of filtered through and made a made a huge horror fan yeah. out of you. <laughs> Yeah, we, in that case, I could almost say that we did Creepshow 2 this week on purpose to tribute your your entryway into horror. Was that was that creature in that box under the stairs in the crate one of those uh, indelible memories as well that's maybe influenced your werewolf love these days? Oh, that's some sort of yeti, right? I love,
0: yeah, what is that? That's like, a, I always wasn't sure, a monkey or a yeti or a beast or something. Yeah, but I love that. Um, Tom Savini did that, didn't he? All the yeah. Stuff, yeah,
2: brilliant wonderful so obviously you mentioned a couple of your films and i see a couple of familiar names that that come through them as well so blue moon featured um i've not been lucky enough to see blooming yet but features one of your stars of your current movie as well right so
0: wow yeah i forgot that yeah so catherine Rodden, uh so martin pick directed blooming um who's a great director in his own right an artist and all around creative and years ago we we did um a werewolf dogging short with Catherine Robin as one of the doggers, and we do pay homage to that little bit in this. There is something that goes on; it won't reel too much. Um, but yes, yeah, she she was always great, and I saw her in a play uh, based on Goosebumps um, in the West, not in the West End. It was actually at the Vaults in under Waterloo, and she was such a good actress um, that I really wanted to put her in as a leading role in something. And when this came around, I thought, yeah, she'd be great in this um, kind of doing her Christmas Eve monster chase of a werewolf Santa because she's got the comedic elements and she can also play drama really well. So
2: it's kind of mm-hmm. that combo. There. You brought those two things together. And I noticed when I was when I was looking through the the records of a, of a lot of your people, you've got a few like people with a little bit of werewolf history as well. Right. You're. One yes. of your one of your male actors as well. Let me pull this up here. Uh, role in Team Wolf. Mark is in Team Wolf as well. Yeah, so Team Wolf is my favorite eighties movie of all time. Um,
0: it's just an incredible film from nineteen eighty five. Mark Arnold was the school bully terrorizing Michael J. Fox. And I remember this from going to Saturday morning cinema at the Cannon Cinema in Hastings as a kid. All those great films like Ghostbusters were on. I was really scared going to see Team Wolf because I thought. It would be really scary, but it wasn't—not at so all scary. But it's hilarious, and there are scenes in there that that baffle to this day. So when he turns into a werewolf, Michael J. Fox, in the middle of a basketball game, nobody really reacts. They kind of go, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, let's carry on playing." Wow, it's just like what universe is that film based in? And it works, you know. And I heard the director with the commentary saying that he realised that people would just have to buy into it and carry on with the basketball game. And the beat weirdly works in this kind of inverse universe. But, yeah, Mark Arnold's great. And I live here in um, Camden and kind of uh, near Belsize Park in the middle of the two, really. And Mark Arnold is based locally, so we'll meet for for coffee and stuff. And it's kind of surreal because I love that movie, Teen Wolf. So I get to hang out with Mick, the bully from Teen Wolf, on a regular basis
2: <laughs> that's amazing and I I take it as well like um, I know you mentioned a connection to Hastings is that where you know I know that's the setting for yeah yeah. Werewolf Sandra is that also where you know Emily from or are you uh are you also a fan of her movies certainly like I was growing up I love Emily Booth I love her from Channel 4 shows that
0: she did as well and I had seen her at Fright Fest a lot seen her films I actually didn't know she was from Hastings we're both from Hastings and we both went to Bexhill College as well. And we're both in horror. So we're, we're going to have to eventually do a Hastings Horror Festival. with all our, Like Hastings set horror movies. Because Andy Edwards, a friend of mine, has done one in Hastings called Punch. Shout out to Punch, which is at Fright Fest this year about Killer Punch and Judy Man. And I told him, you've got to set it in Hastings because it's kind of it's seaside town, ghost train, Funfair, fair, sticks of rock. Candy Floss, all the stuff you want for a Mr. Punch movie. So we're, we're trying to, it's so great. I love Hastings on film, the old town. Building up a little Hastings
2: horror scene. I think you could, yeah. yeah. you should really rebrand. I mean, it's been a seaside town for a long time. If you make it like a UK home of horror. I'd love to. I'm willing to endorse this. This sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I well, I think, and, uh, yeah. We've been lucky enough to meet um, Andy following his part of Midnight Peep Show at last. Um, yeah at uh, at last Fright Fest as well so Punch is very much on my um, on my dance card for this Fright Fest I think um, boring admin chat everybody I think for those of us with festival passes I think you have to make your choices for which um, screeners you're going to uh, on the discovery screens this weekend so I've given Ben my list and said tickets for these ones please oh, so yeah that is definitely going to be the one we're I think that's on Thursday right so yeah it's gonna be fun.
0: Opening night, middle film. We're all gonna be there, and there'll be a big party in the Phoenix afterwards. So yeah,
2: definitely come to that one too. We'll see you there. Mm. So we've you've you've done great stuff, and you've you've gone through, we've talked about your filmmaking history. Let's talk about the the film we're all looking forward to seeing here at Frightfest. Of course, Werewolf Center. I have a little bit of a blurb before we hit before we go into it though. So I'll run the synopsis and then we'll we'll get into it. So here we go. Lucy has a social media channel where she hunts for evidence of actual monsters, but it's not doing so great with just a few viewers following her disappointing posts. Everything changes, however, on Christmas Eve when her cameras catch Santa being bitten by a werewolf before turning into a lycanthrope himself. As werewolf Santa starts wreaking bloody havoc in their seaside town, it's up to Lucy and her bickering family to set off on a madcap adventure to save Christmas. What a premise! I'm on board. I'm in. Thanks. <laughs> um, so- yeah, I love the high
0: concept of this. Um, I really wanted to see a film where on Christmas Eve Santa turned into a werewolf. Yeah, I hadn't I- seen it, and I just thought I really want to see that. And I we would-
2: need more horror genre Christmas films, if for no yeah. other reason than we can finally put to bed the tedious argument of whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not, it and is- actually have genuine horror stuff that's for. That's for horror Christmas. Not horror Christmas, <laughs> horror at Christmas Christmas. I agree. Um, Kramp- I like that Krampus film that came out. Um,
0: I know, uh, with uh, Tony Collette and people. Yeah, it's really good. Them, really good. It didn't kind of do the business, I think, that they wanted it to, but I love
2: that film. Yeah. I love a Christmas Krampus. horror movie. Um, that is a better watch out. It is uh, quite a dark and twisted one as well. Yeah, I, I mean, love a Christmas, Christmas
0: Evil, horror is- is that the one when you say better? I oh, know the better watch out. Is that the one with the kid, the kind of Home Alone? Yeah,
2: it's Home Aloney. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: great. Yeah, that yeah. was a quite fast. I remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's there's some good Christmas Christmas horror. Um, and Run the Apocalypse, a, a Scottish Christmas yeah, musical. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love it. I, I think it's a great genre. I think what happens is it lends itself um, in a very big way that snow, Christmas trees, the the <laughs> kind of enforced cheer of the season. I think Christmas and horror to coin this go together like Jack Daniels and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just the most natural thing on earth. I uh to, to you know all that kind of crazy uh build up and everything else. I mean I love Christmas. I love the movies that aren't horror movies. I like uh Elf and uh Scrooge, which is actually quite scary at times. And um all of, you know, Muppets, Christmas Carol, all of it. But there is something about things like Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is the best of the Christmas horror films, I think, where that darkness mixed with that um, overly
2: sentimental kind of
0: vibe of the Christmas period just works really well, that combo.
2: Have you seen um, the, it's like a French horror movie. Uh, I think it's called Game oh, Over. Game it's Game like Over a, yeah. It's, right. Yeah. That is a wild Christmas or really just weird. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like it. With the grandfather and the kid and the, the dial code Santa Claus
2: or something. That's it? it. Yeah, I think that's the translated like French yeah. title, right? Yeah. Like the emotions are really good in that film. They go Before Home Alone. Play. Yeah, and there's like just a genuinely not like Joe Pesci uh about to talk about like biting your fingers off like a truly deranged and violent Santa getting breaking into your house while your granddad is at risk of slipping into a diabetic coma, just to add a little bit of peril to this. It's great. That's, that's one of the real
0: gems, actually. The French film, isn't it? It's really yeah. good. Yeah, but
2: let, we'll talk about your film, though. Like, Werewolf Santa, I think in creating what you have here, I've been lucky enough to see it, the, the team sent us over a preview so we could watch it already, so... You'll get no spoilers from me, everybody, but I think what you've created is a very fun holiday movie, perfect for any time of year, but especially as you transition from Halloween towards Christmas, getting it ready. And linking into some of the work you've done in the intro, I feel that fans of the of the of The Last Drive-In, watching those movies, great sort of genre cinema to gather around, watch with friends, enjoy, and have a little discussion about. I Feel if they're coming up with last drive in picks for the end of the year, if you're listening, Shudder Commissioning Editors. Fingers this, crossed. We this, love Joe Bob, it, it's a and yeah. And so, Joe Bob Briggs does part of your intro, right? We get we get to yes. hear from him himself. We it was so great to talk to him one day and
0: go through that and talk horror with him. I love the last drive in, my mates and I, we watch it, we get drunk, we order curry, and we love those midnight curry and beer movies, we call them. Mm-hmm. Um where <laughs> they're just fun. So so in horror recently, uh, there's been some really uh, depressing movies, which I love, like Midsommar and Hereditary, and, and a lot of films about trauma and grief. And I, I think every time those come out, even The New Evil Dead is kind of like that. Every time they come out, they're great. Um, I just also like, and at Friday fest you see everything. The ones that are just a silly high-concept film. So if you go back to the 80s, you look at movies like Chopping Mall, Chopping oh, are you mall, talking like my that.
2: language chopping yeah. is one of my all-time favorites troll oh you
0: know any charlie band we love um we love charlie band puppet master all that stuff and i think there's space to uh have all the different types of horror food at the buffet because <laughs> you've got the very hardcore movies like henry portrait of a serial killer and you've got the grief kind of horror and then you've got spider and clown stuff and whale so yeah. it's such a, as it was a big umbrella
2: yeah and that's right that's one of the wonderful things about horror that you can have fun with it that you can have moments of serious reflection that you can i mean horror is famous for holding a mirror up to the societies that we live in and being challenging and confronting in those things as well but i love it how it's enjoyable on so many levels and uh you brought us a fun one here, unless you've to reveal. Yeah. actually, it's about um, commercialism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in it, well, it is, I mean, Werewolf Santa is the commercial part of Christmas. It's this rampaging thing that happens in December where suddenly it's literally like a werewolf tears through the globe. And it that werewolf, it's Christmas and could be destructive or, or bring a lot of joy. Um that's but it's also just about well it's also um, just about coming a down chimies, Christmas you know causing havoc so it's funny whenever you look talk about these double meetings and things like that yeah, it's also it's just you know, a Santa werewolf coming down chimneys to eat families alive because that is the Christmas movie I want to watch at midnight it's also about commercialism maybe in the same way that Gremlins is I guess when you look at Gremlins that's about anarchy and and kind of um, the craziness of the holiday season on one level, I think.
2: Another great sort of creature feature that Christmas films up This is one settled yeah. once and for all with an official horror director. Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I actually prefer Gremlins 1 to Gremlins 2. I know everyone loves Gremlins 2. Oh. I love it too. But the Christmas setting, I think, is the thing that makes Gremlins 1 the winner because yeah. of that. Snow and
2: everything. Yeah, Gremlins. Gremlins one is probably my. I love Gremlins too. It is the the day that there were no no's in the in the writers room. Everything. Everyone was a yes and man on that day. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Gremlins one is such a wonderfully tight piece of filmmaking, and just yeah, it's one of my all time favorites. <laughs> yeah, um, so on Werewolf Santa, I know this was a film that you filmed um, during those dark real life horror days of lockdown right how did you yeah. find filming under those circumstances
0: you, you're right when you say that this took a while because we did midnight peep show in between so although we'd made it i had to go and do some other things since this is an earlier project to midnight peep show um it was tough covid uh was um just tough wasn't it so when you're filming there were a lot of daily tests and what you're doing is you're praying that nothing, no one contracts anything. See, you, you, you're literally living on a prayer all the time. With Midnight Peep Show, we had the production shut down three times in my segment, mm-hmm. and we'd survived all the other segments. And then it all kicked off when we got to mine. I was like, shit. See, the budget goes up because you have to rehire everyone and pay everyone, and so it's really hard. But with with Well Santa, um, Christmas miracle, obviously. Um it nothing happened really. Um, just throw us off, off course with that one. Looking back, it was tough, of course, because it was a lower budget a lower budget thing. but it was um fairly smooth ride, just thinking back on it, tough every day, challenging, but but nothing too dramatic took place to throw us off um.
2: and doing night shoots as well, right? Night
0: shoots uh, I like because I come awake at time, and I, it's perfect. I love that um but uh, some people they don't like that and you've got to be very aware that you're probably pissing actors off at 4am when you're doing too many takes or talking shit about something um because they've had a lot of coffee and a get tense, and it, it can become a bit wealthy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean like, many ways like,
2: leans exactly into the energy you need
0: Yeah, but no, they're all amazing, but there were times when they're in a ditch, lying in a ditch in the the woods and um, beginning to rain and it's 4am and you're doing take eight and you go, shit, this is,
2: this is gonna, yeah, let's get this done. I guess (laughs) it's the opposite of the normal thing, I know, you know, classic, like, shorthand when we see... You know, behind the scenes or films about making films, like, "Hey, everyone, we're losing the light." I guess when it's nighttime, just we are gaining light, and I don't want yeah. this. This is nighttime.
0: And that's it, and you have to grade it. So some- sometimes you get a great shot as The sun was coming up, so you have to grade it. it takes ages to match the darkness. Uh, but generally, yeah, you, you don't want the sun coming up, and you're checking for that, and you can feel it creeping up on you. So yeah, it's all about it's the vampire version. You don't want the sun coming.
2: Yeah, vampire night, vampire shooting yeah. of a of a movie. I mean, we can't talk a werewolf film without talking creature design. Like what, like which famous werewolves inspired you on this one? What you know? How did you how did you feel bringing that creature, the werewolf Santa, to life? Well, I'd have
0: liked a lot more. Uh, that's all budget, and we we did what we could. And I think uh, his animal movements make up for a lot of it as well. And we did this kind of Jaws effect by having bits of the werewolf here and there where we don't show everything completely and other times we do um i love it all obviously i love american werewolf i love thriller best of all when i saw michael jackson change into that werewolf and he says go away to his girlfriend and <clears throat> the way they do that <laughs> pardon me the way they do that transformation is terrifying it's a really terrifying moment and and the, the creature design of that one's really great because he's he's walking around and I think in ours he's not actually he's kind of he's on all fours and sometimes he's walking around so we do a bit of both um yeah I, I I draw inspiration from a lot of the werewolf stuff I love things like the company of wolves as well yeah or just that fairy tale kind of world of it that gothic fairy tale world and we draw inspiration from that as well
2: I mean, okay, so you're you're collecting, or oh, not not quite to the degree that Emily has yet. I've had to check her filmography, so she's done aliens, werewolves, zombies, hell space people, and more so far. But you're yeah. not you're not too far behind yourself. You've covered We've werewolves a couple of times. You've got some folk horror, and um, I mean, what do you officially class the, like just spirits, I guess, right? Like uh,
0: stories and things. But but very excitingly, I can announce that we are looking at um doing uh, werewolf vampire yes and werewolf zombie and even sorry wrong way around zombie werewolf yep yeah. <laughs> vampire werewolf and potentially f- franken sorry i put frank and santa frank and santa. santa we'll get it right this time and zombie santa sorry uh vampire santa and Franken Santa, yes. oh, you so see. all of these, yeah. Just we had some meetings today about that. That might be a fun thing to explore. We'll see. But they would they would be fun coming down chimneys to wreak havoc every Christmas would be great to send another monster into living rooms. And this is
2: it. So you can get your you can get your checklist of all the different cryptids you're gonna do. We will be we'll be chatting in uh, sort of 2013 will be like, yes, it's me, Bunny Up <laughs> Santa. We've done it. We'll yes. get you for Canberra out here. We'll get we'll get them all. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I mean, I mean, when it comes to werewolf Santa, like again, you'll get no spoilers from me, everyone. But I think fantastically crafted Hollywood um, sort of holiday film that we're going to be able to enjoy. Get the get everyone round. You know, have your like. I'm gonna gonna borrow your phrase. This is a curry and beer movie that you can enjoy with your friends. <laughs> I mean, when we come into Fright Fest and we're going to be watching it, what kind of, what would you hope the audiences, I, I hear tickets have gone well, they've had to add an extra screening, is that is that right? So yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: so good to see that we're going to have hopefully some full audiences to, to get and watch it. If, I think if I saw Werewolf Santa, I'd really want to go and see that. Yeah, you, is don't, really you don't really you need like any more have, information, do you? <laughs>
0: it's an elevator pitch, we could have called it Elevator Pitch.
2: So you know, really good. What are you hoping that audiences that come to see it will will get from the experience and they take away from Frightfest? Well, I love I love live cinema
0: above all else. So I think audiences tune into each other, laugh together, gross out moments, they feel it. I, more than any other genre and festival audiences, the Frightfest audience is so great. They just love it. They love horror. So you you, you wanna deliver, it's always effing terrifying. To sit there with an audience, because there's, uh, I quite like the second screening actually, because the first one there's some, you know, people who work on the film, so they might get a little laughter. Second one, you go, oh shit, these guys, I don't know anyone here, so they they might not, you know, uh, react in exactly the same way. So you want to keep an eye on that, and you watch the film through an audience uh, for the first time every time. You just see. God, every line, everything is under a microscope. The terror of that um is is something. Uh, because you really I, I really care. I really want audiences to have a good time. I remember Rob Savage talking about how working with Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi was saying, All this is about at every point is what the audience are taking, what they're feeling. So you sometimes hear that people made a film for themselves or something, and I don't really Buy into that too much, I think that can be okay. But you know, if you make something very experimental for yourself, and that can be a beautiful thing, of course it can. But I think roller coaster rides or movies for the mall, the kind of Jason Bloom model, the A24, I guess, although I love every A24 film, Pearl, not everyone, but Pearl was bloody epic. Yeah. Um, but I'm losing my thread here, but basically, yes, uh, you want the audience to have fun with this film. You want them to have a really, really good time. And there's a few curveballs in there, a few things they might not expect, some different emotions come into play in this one. It goes in odd directions. I think we try and keep people surprised at times.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, you've you've really given me a new thing. I can never appreciate this. I've never released a film myself or anything that I do is like, I never see people listening to it in a live environment, anything that we put out, fictional factual stuff. But I've only had this as a minor, as a minor, minor thing. Like when you recommend a film to a friend or, you know, worse yet, uh, like a, like a partner, and you're sitting there and it's a film you really love and you're having to like, try not to be obvious, but glance across and see if they're enjoying it at a bit you enjoy. I can only imagine what that must feel like when there is an entire room of people who you're trying to gauge the reaction. Are you a front row guy when it's your screening or do you hide at the back and see what you can see? Back, back, because otherwise I'd just be, my neck, I'd be
0: turning around to watch everyone. Um, you sit at the back and you get the vibe. Uh, with Midnight Peep Shirts, loads of fun. I, there was a, I snuck a peek through this hole in the staircase. As you come into the cinema, there's this gap and I watched the audience as they watched the film, and they couldn't see my little eyes. Terrified as they did. like, oh, what the hell's that? But um, that was great. Just watching every moment that you you write and you you know you direct it, and the team there: Andy Edwards, Ludovica, Jake West, everyone involved in that, um, crafted those moments so carefully. So I was watching the audience, and I'll be doing that. I learned so much from that with everything we do. So that that's the test. It's for the audience. That's when it becomes real.
2: What I'm now really hoping to hear is like we'll see uh some new Sorry. horror directors coming up in the next few years and be like, where did you get started? And it'll be like, Well, I was at a screening of Midnight Peep show as just a horror <laughs> fan. And then I saw oh, I saw it's... these eyes through the stairs. <laughs> Terrifying.
0: <laughs> Terrifying that is actually think about, isn't it? Yeah
2: are we looking for that in shots of your future movies as well, with yeah. like just some eyes peeping through little tiny holes in the stairs.
0: It's a frightening image for sure, that. Yeah.
2: Grand. yeah. So I mean, we've we've touched on Fright Fest as a festival in your film. We've touched on Punch as well. If you're around town for the weekend, anything else that you're really looking forward to seeing?
0: Yes, one of my favorite movies is Society. I hope you've seen it. Yeah. Came out in 1989. Uh, Screaming Mad George did the body rubbery, body special effects. It ends it with a scene. The the original film society ends with a scene that is just I, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear so effing out there, you won't believe it. Um the whole movie is is 80s <laughs> orgy of madness. There's a clue. Um and that there's a documentary, The Dark Side of Society. And I'm really excited to see that documentary. Um, there's loads of cool stuff. Cobweb is a film I'm excited to see, but I think it clashes with the, a filmmaker's party. So I'm going to find out cinema. um
2: that's Cobweb's on, I, I'm not sure of this country yet, but I think American audiences can get it on VOD already as well. That, okay. I'm, I'm really excited about that.
0: I love the trailer for Cobweb. Um, Punch, yes. Uh, from Andy Edwards, my friend Jake West has got, that brilliant film *Mancunian Man*, which is a documentary about Chris Tremlow. I think I
2: got the
0: name right. And he made a film called *GBH*, which is a video nasty, or related to. Um, I think it was an actual video nasty, or related to them, uh, which is a mad film. And I'm really excited to learn about Cliff Tremlow and his larger-than-life world that he operated in, and how he came up with movies that I haven't yet seen. So I'm excited about that. The whole guide I went through, it. I plan it with my mates like you probably do quite meticulously. We even plan like dinner breaks where we're going for maybe a curry and karaoke at Fright Fest is here. So are we going to see that movie
2: there? Yeah. (laughs) And we have our charts with Total Geeks and Nerds with it. I think I, that's the one thing I've neglected is that note to myself watching this back. Actually plan times to eat because we haven't done that bit yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you end up with a hot dog from the cinema and you
2: just feel so crap after. I've <laughs> eaten like, nothing of nutritional value. My wife is probably going to send me with some veggies in my bag, so I'm ready. Little Excellent. little, little bag, go. little lunchbox of carrot sticks. that will be all right. That's the one. That will give
0: you the energy because the, the cinema hot dogs will destroy you. Ugh. Yeah.
2: yeah. Real life horrors that we're tackling here as well. We're tackling the real issues in this uh, <laughs> in this catch up. I mean, those are all the main things I wanted to cover, but Amazing. I couldn't uh, let you go without some quick fire horror horror hanging out questions. So, yeah. are you as a cinema goer? Are you um, audience participation or quiet as the grave? Um, fairly quiet. When you say audience participation. I don't
0: scream much because I don't get that. Uh, I do laugh. Uh, and then that's the funny one where you're with someone who doesn't laugh at the same moments. You go, oh. Uh-oh. It's me then, like <laughs> you're saying earlier. Um I try and hold back the tears. <laughs> I'm about to cry. I saw Up years ago. And Up is the, the most amazingly emotional film ever, the Pixar film. And the opening 20 minutes of Up destroy me. They destroy me. And I remember being on a date and I was trying to be confront of the girl, and I held the tears back. I was like, why? Why? Just let them go. I'm going to graduate to to letting the tears roll.
2: Oh, I've, I've been ruined. All. Yeah, married now, and I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 got me three times. I was Wrecked. Wow. Wrecked. Damn you, James Gunn! <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, I'm going to
0: participate more. I don't. I don't see why not. I don't know why the hell I'm holding back. To you it,
2: I think. I think it's a lot of thing from like British audiences versus yeah. you know European or or American audiences. Certainly, they tend to react a little bit more strongly than we do. They do. But- I, I saw King
0: Kong um, in America, and everyone was jumping out of their seats—the the Peter Jackson one—jumping out of their seats and screaming at the screen. We don't do that. And you
2: "Is there a fire? What's happening?" That? <laughs> yeah. um, amazing. That's like yeah. recent watches, though. um yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. Talk to me. Got some bigger. Cool. I was, I was grasping at my head. In fact, that that wrote it twice loved it, loved
0: it. My friend. Sam Cassidy shout out Sam, he's a fright fester. Didn't go for it, but and we see a lot of horror together. We have uh um nights at Sydney World. We, we got the free free um pass well, we buy it each month, unlimited cinema. So you see all the new horror. Talk to me was great. I i um really liked the weirdness of the premise, is like a Twilight Zone episode, it could be a half hour thing, but where they go with it, holding that hand. And the kind of psychedelic trippiness. I love the central girl's performance. I thought she was great. And I thought the ending was great. And the weird stuff in there, you'll know what I'm talking about, where you see them get possessed and the the strange things that they do in the moment when they get possessed. uh, The way that's filmed is really good. I love Talk To Me. I think it's great.
2: Right. Yeah, I think I've I've already spoiled some of my I mean there's time for others to get on there, but I think the my first thing is I came out a bit and someone said, Oh, what was talking about? I said, Oh, it's you're gonna hear about this when I do my top films of the year, horror or yeah. otherwise, it's really, really strong. We've had good films this year, but this yeah. has been it's been really good. So talk to me about your about your film going snacks then. Are you a sweets or a savouries guy? You've mentioned curry and curry and beers is yeah. that is that your go-to cinema You're like not cinema so in, of course in no.
0: Oppenheim, I went out and got two hot dogs I was really hungry and I came back and I missed a little bit of Oppenheimer because I do like one of those evil hot dogs which are made out of god knows what people bang, I imagine bang, yeah all oh, uh, good <laughs> Um, I like sugar and sweet. Uh, sorry, sugar and salt popcorn because you kind of—it's good to get through the pain of the salt, and you go, "Oh, sugar, sugar." Yeah,
2: makes the, sh- makes the sugar makes the sugar seem nicer. I feel like I've hacked it when I go and can I have a mixed popcorn, please, as if you're asking for something off the secret menu. It's like
0: <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, we'll order that from the Twilight Zone, for you, sir. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, amazing. So then, ultimately your beer and you're having a horror hangout yourself. You're having some friends around, having a horror, having a party, you're going to put a horror movie on. Assume that no one's seen anything. They look at this, they look at your movie collection and say, I've not seen any of these. Mm-hmm. What are you pulling off the shelf to put on for, for, an, for a crowd?
0: Um, the one I, I come back to is Extro, Extro from 1982. Not all aliens are friendly was the tagline and it was like an evil E.T. It's not from 1982 it can't have been, maybe it was, I can't remember but Extro's poster is so weird (laughs) Um, the whole thing about that film because it's a British horror and I like things like Paper House that was a British horror and these weird 80s British horrors, there weren't loads of them God damn! there's a title I can't remember right now um, that has Timothy Spall in it as well and Jimmy Nail and their journalists another eighties horror people out there will know what that is when they hear this british horror extra what a
2: weird film that's on my watch list right now it's been on there for a little really while maybe this is the time yeah. to accelerate it please watch it T- tony's dad gets pulled
0: up into a ufo and he comes back and he's not normal dad and <laughs> then I don't really know what happens. There's just weird things that go on.
2: Well, I, um, I, I, and I it think it you've, you convinced, like you've, you've yeah. convinced me. I think we'll have to, we'll check your availability in the coming months. Come and join us. We'll do extra together. We'll it. come and talk through extra. It's so good. So that that's my film that,
0: yeah, I think more people should watch that film.
2: Well, I mean, we'll get extra and failing that, like, you know, we've not done society on the podcast yet. Is the film, and if you can see that documentary at Fright Fest, do. But you've seen the film, right? You've seen society. I've, it's so long since I've seen it; my memory fails me. I know the bit you're talking about. I know about the event at the end, but um, I need I need, a, yeah. I need a desperate rewatch of it. And we have the um, yeah. we have the documentary to go through on our screens. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's next one I'm going to be covering. So I might have to have a quick rewatch of the film first so I can appreciate yeah. it fully.
0: You'll love it, because when you come back to these horror films, you come back with fresh eyes, you're a different person, so and you go, what the hell was that about? You revisit them, and you just see all this stuff that you can't believe you just thought that was so normal to watch that.
2: Yeah. Oh, good, good times ahead, not only for Fright Fest, but lots of film recommendations to take people away from, especially... Those of you that aren't anywhere near London next week and can't join us live, look some of these up and experience it, you know, vicariously through the the other recommendations that we've picked up today. Um, But in the short term, most important thing, where can people find you and follow you if they want to catch up with the next films you're working with? Where are the best places to find you? Because social media platforms aren't what they used to be. (laughs) Um,
0: I'm on Instagram on Black Rabbit Cinema where I celebrate horror that I love we put updates about horror that we're making find me in the Phoenix at Fright Fest at 2am with my mates (laughs) drinking whiskey and talking shit about horror that is the real Fright Fest
2: are you hitting the karaoke or do you keep it a secret Uh, what your karaoke song is that
0: scares me (laughs) maybe I've done have i done yeah i've done we did karaoke with some of the troma gang one can when we were really drunk uh maybe but i i think i'll let paul mcavoy and jake west lead that uh, well let's see let's
2: see. watch out for them on stage everybody up there Woo! i mean you've conjured troma now before we finish um yeah. i know it's not a troma movie in itself but are you on board for the new toxic avenger this year
0: I am if it takes risks yeah I saw the poster today I love Troma and I love Lloyd and I love the Toxic Avenger it it feels like the new one's very slick from what I've seen from the poster it may be absolute madness because the first one was and I really hope it is of course I'm excited about it I'm gonna go and watch it and I hope we always have the original one which we love
2: exactly those things are never going away yeah, and this is just a
0: new um version and I am sure'll it be great. Who directed it? Do we know who Oh, directed it? I'd
2: have to look that up. I'd have to I'd have to pull it out. I know that we have yeah. um, very different Toxie this time. And I'm, I'm on purpose, I'm not engaging with any more stuff. Right. I always don't want to see yeah. any any trailers or anything like that. Now I've yeah, seen the poster. I know we'll I'm gonna watch it. I wanna be surprised. Okay. Yeah, me too, me too. We'll all do a big yeah, event yeah. cinema for that. Oh, looking forward to Well, thank you again for joining yeah. us to talk about Werewolf Santa. Um, I-, I guess the future of Werewolf Santa, if you're not at Fright Fest, will be available on your socials as and when it becomes available, when you know yes. where it might be released yeah. more widely.
0: 101 and Trinity have got it, so they should be... Actually, they're releasing it for November, so we got... Yeah, that's pretty soon. Um, and then over November, December, because obviously they want to get it out for Christmas. Yes, yeah, of year. course.
2: Get it in the stockings, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Season's eating, as we yeah. say. Oh, I, I, what a, <laughs> what a, what a uh, you know, what absolute fantastic pun work on there. Getting, the, getting that on the poster, perfect. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I hope people like it. Yeah. yeah well, we will see you there, everybody. If you're listening to this, we hope you see all of you there as well. See you at Frightfest. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi.